Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will I'm your host. We're going to do some betting trends, or really just talk about gambling and games. Joining me to do so. On our Tuesday show, um, like if we're a little distracted, it's only because we're thinking about America. USA plays shortly. Hopefully, for those listening to the podcast, we advance to through the group stage. Joining me to talk about to not talk about soccer, Tyler Sullivan, aka Sully. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Will? I was thinking about dressing up as the Jaguars mascot with you know the America <laughs> thong and just getting ready to roll for this. That'd, that'd be fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'm actually surprised Breach hasn't showed up in a in a thong to this show. Um, yeah, that feels like that should have already happened. Yeah, you know, we've been doing it for like five or six years. You'd think Breach would have pulled that off by now. Um, so <laughs> let's get into uh, some. I got to find my rundown. I, I had it in Slack. And uh, I guess I, I sent you the rundown there, right? Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Um, so the first game we're going to talk about is Green Bay Chicago. I think that there is, I, I am, I guess I'm not confused fused by the line i understand the line it's packers minus three at the bears with a total of 42 and a half there's um obviously two major quarterback injuries to worry about here aaron Rodgers dealing with a broken thumb and more recently a rib situation which won't really probably won't have clarity until friday um we'll get an injury report on wednesday i would guess that he's questionable uh with a rib i mean he's questionable with the ribs has he has he has he been on the injury report all 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 He's been on the injury report with the thumb. All season? Uh, did- no, I think probably, what did he say? He, he suffered the injury in week five, so. So since then, okay, yeah. Like I mean, week five? I, I, I should have been, yeah, so, you know, because the Patriots, people sometimes, teams do it less, uh, a little bit less nowadays than they used to, I feel like, but like the Patriots used to put Tom Brady on the injury report every week with a shoulder injury. Yeah. Like, just to be jerks. But he was fine. Essentially, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And it was, and honestly, like what Belichick was probably doing was not putting other people on the injury report and then like using Brady as a red herring. So people are like, Brady's on the injury report. And it's like, you don't even worry about the fact that like an offensive lineman just has a leg dangling. And yeah. Well, I think it was more prevalent when it was when they had the probable, uh, you know, designation Correct. as opposed to the doubtful, you know, d- doubtful, questionable. Once they got rid of that, it kind of, you can't yeah. really can't really say Tom Brady practiced fully all week with a knee injury, but he's still questionable. I don't know. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they could be Tom Brady's probable with a shoulder injury or a knee injury. Right, correct. Um, and, and and yeah, it seems like teams are maybe. I, I would. I, th- I think too that the NFL may have said, "Listen, quit playing injury report games." You know, we're going like. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a memo out there where Roger Goodell is like, "You you could be severely punished if you mess around with the injury report because we're going." Partnering with gambling companies. Anyway, um, I digress. The point being, Aaron Rodgers and Justin Fields 
I would guess at best are both questionable on Friday to play in this game. I think, Sully, that this line, Packers minus three at the Bears, reflects with, with a total of 42 and a half, reflects the belief that Aaron Rodgers is likely to play against Trevor Simeon and or Nathan Peterman. What do you, okay. What's the you on that? I mean, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily concerned too much about the Green Bay side of things because what we saw from Jordan Love in that small sample size was pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers. But that's sort of my point. It's like, okay, all right, let's, let, let's, all right, let me, let me, let me ask this a different way. Sure. If, what, are, what, what is the line if it's Jordan Love versus Trevor Simeon? Because I agree with you. I think I think Jordan Love looked pretty good in that small sample size. I, I think it's probably maybe right where it opened, minus two and a half. Packers minus two and a half. Minus, I, I think you're kind of in the same ballpark. I think it's maybe one. It's one and a half or two. I mean, I, I, you know, although to your by the by all means, finish making your point about what we saw from Jordan Love in that small sample size. Because I mean, you know, honestly, like I had taken off a, I'd sawed off a pretty big chunk of uh, Eagles second half and Eagles uh, second half under, and it looked great. Pound of the ball. Rogers didn't do anything. And then Love comes in and, and all of a sudden they're moving the football. So like maybe, maybe, maybe it should be three and a half if Love's in there. I, I mean, my question, yeah, my question would be more about the Chicago side of things because I feel like you're gonna get not a, you know, I think you're gonna get either an average or an above average level of play from the quarterback position with Green Bay, no matter if it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, especially against the Chicago defense, who's gonna be without Eddie Jackson now, who is dealing with a Liz Frank injury. The Bears, on the other hand, you know, that just to me feels like a swing or a, swing and a miss if all of a sudden Justin Fields isn't playing in this game because you're not getting much from anyone who's the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, so if it's – well, that's sort of what I, I – okay, then maybe maybe the answer to my question is does this line reflect uncert, just complete uncertainty but for both teams? Because you can't make it Packers minus five or Packers minus six and then – Justin Fields plays and everybody's and Bears you know, plus six has been hammered. Um, yes, go ahead. And so as we're talking about this, it's good to bring up. Obviously, sure. you know, we're recording this, but we're on we're, we're on YouTube and stuff. Aaron Rodgers is doing his interview with Pat McAfee currently. And the ah. quote comes out that says, I got good news with my scans yesterday. So I plan on playing. So okay. Aaron Rodgers, the, the Jordan Love stuff, forget everything we just said. Aaron Rodgers is planning on playing. OK, so if it's right, well, I mean, he plans on playing. That's 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 fine. Um, yeah. The, that's not his decision ultimately. Sure, um, but yeah, I mean, if he plays on playing, he got good news. That means he'll probably play. They, frankly, they shouldn't play him, uh, but I think he's probably too stubborn not to play. Great call on grabbing that. Uh, that, that I assume you got a Twitter alert for that. Yeah. Yes. Um, shout out Rob Domofsky. the uh, or whoever retweeted him that I get alerts from. So, I'd be curious to see if this line moves. I think it should move a little bit off that, maybe three and a half. I, I think I think the market will just respect Rogers. Like, like you're guaranteed to have Rodgers or Love in there. Like it's you know what I'm saying it's not going to be just like it's not just Jordan Love or bust. Jordan Love versus Justin Fields or bust. I, I mean I could just see it moving like a half a point. Maybe maybe not. Oh my god, it's already off the board at Caesars. Oh, is it really? I'm trying to refresh. Yeah, no, it's I'm trying to I'm trying to get a better than my local. So that's going. It's going to go up then, right? Yeah. I mean, his success against I got Packers the Bears. minus four. I got Packers minus four on here. Hmm. Oh, sorry. I'm literally putting in a bet. Do you think um, this goes to six and a half? Is this go to, or do you think this hangs right? I where mean, you it all depends saying. on Justin Fields. Like yeah. they're, I mean, this they they can route the Bears. Yeah. If Justin Fields is not playing, I mean, they're twenty three and seven against the spread in their last thirty meetings against the Bears. 
Um, all right, here's Eberflus talking about Justin Fields. It's yep, it's Packers week, so certainly we'll have more optimism and more excitement. Okay, um, let's see, uh, did you over this about this like 15 minutes ago when he was talking to? Um, but it'll come down to see if he's ready. If he's ready, he's ready, and that's going to come down to strength and mobility. If, if that's why he's got a green light, he's feeling better to play. The Bears have said Fields must pass three levels. I'm reading this on uh, Bears Digest, whatever uh, si.com. He needs to feel good enough. He needs medical clearance. And he needs approval from decision makers. Eberflus and GM Ryan Poles. Eberflus said Fields was 0 for three at clearing the required hurdles against the Jets. But if he's ready to go 100, percent like I said last week, to protect himself and play the way he does and performing the way he does, and the doctors clear him, Ryan, I say he looks good and he feels good about it. Then it's a green light. I would be surprised if they played Justin Fields here. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. These two franchises are in very different standings with their quarterbacks right now. Fields, they're just scratching the surface with this kid. He's just starting to emerge. Obviously, hurts the left uh, throwing shoulder. You don't want to risk him all of a sudden ruining all of this good momentum that he's built Mm -hmm. with a coming back early, re-injuring or further injuring and putting him on the shelf, you know, for the fear would be for the rest of the season. You, You don't do that with that type of an asset. By the way, Nada, you can uh, up you can update the graphic if you were the, the 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 bug at the bottom. It is Green Bay minus four and a total of forty three and a half. So Aaron Rodgers worth one point, or Aaron Rodgers a fit like it's it's back up on Caesars. Um, I think I kind of I see. I don't know if I like the over though. As a, like I don't know if like Rodgers being in there makes me like the over. I mean, I understand why it moved up. Um, my locally, it did not for me, which is kind of interesting. I kind of wanted to take the over ahead of the news, but like, if Justin Fields is not playing, I don't think I do like the over. Well, the question is, how healthy is Aaron Rodgers? Yes, he's gonna, you know, he's planning on playing in this game, but is he gonna look like the Rodgers that we saw on the drive right before he left that game? Because he was wincing, couldn't really, he couldn't do much of anything before he left that game, and so. Are we going to start feeling a little bit of that as this game goes along? If he gets one crack, is it is is all of a sudden everything changing with him in terms of his impact on the game? Now, worth noting here, too, it is possible, Sully, that this is the last time that uh, majority owner of the Chicago Bears, Aaron Rodgers, plays his the team that he uh, that he that he owns. Um like I like like seriously. If I mean he, it, I mean Ryan Wilson went a little high for my liking. He said he thinks five point five percent chance Rodgers comes back next year. So a little, I mean, look, come on, like so he thinks a ninety four point five percent chance yeah, Ryan, no. Rodgers retires. That's no, it's a horrible number, right? No. Reese and I both said we think he comes back, um, but like it, it, it is not off the table that he could retire this offseason. And if he does retire this offseason, this will be the last time he plays the Bears, who he really, really, really does not like and has destroyed throughout his entire career. So I would guess there's a um, pretty hefty uh, painkiller shot on, on his uh, on his ribs and a bunch of padding and that he goes out there. And look, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon could honestly destroy the Bears on their own. I mean, the Bears, you know, just not really good at uh, – at slowing anybody down. Rogers also added, I pride myself, this uh, Mike girl follow tweeting this, pride myself on not coming out of games and played through a lot of things over the years. Recalls Randall Cobb's punctured lung. It was pretty scary. I've heard some other stories as well. I just want to make sure that wasn't the case. Now, he did go back into the game. Um, or he did not go back into he the game. He did not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's something like he could have, I guess. 
it, I guess that seems, you know, yeah, I'm saying like, a little contradictory. Yeah, that, that seems a little, that seems a little off. But just to further your point home again, he does dominate this team. Thir- 23 and five in his career in the regular season, 67.6 completion percentage, 63 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, which is the most touchdowns he's thrown against a, a specific team, a 109.9 passer rating. He, he crushes this team when he's fully yeah. healthy. It's just a matter of, is he fully healthy? And is this going to be a, like you were kind of alluding to, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, let's just run it against them, and we can we can keep this quarterback out of harm's way and still win this football game. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the one thing. Like, I I was initially thinking when we when we were gearing up for the show, it was like I kind of want to take the over blindly, thinking it, we might get Rodgers versus Fields, and against these two defenses, that could be it could be a shootout. But I, I think I mean, what was the uh, what was the final score of that Jets game? Thirty-one uh, ten, which doesn't get you to forty-four, and. The Packers defense, not as good as the Jets defense, but they can certainly slow down Trevor Simeon. Yeah. And again, they'll be they'll be amped up with Rodgers is playing. I think they'll I think they'll show out much better than they showed against the Eagles. So uh I, I would I took some Packers minus four, thinking it might go a little bit higher. Wouldn't be surprised if it did go up. I don't think I would take the over. If you could find a Packers team total, which is probably uh what's he uh, 39 with 20, 24. I would like the over on the Packers team total. I think, yeah, you know, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones should have monster games. We'll probably look for those props. Uh, the, you know, those aren't going to be available yet. It's still too early in the week, but just sort of thinking ahead and thinking out loud. Let's go to. Would you take uh, Rogers? Oh yeah, we'll go to Seattle. No, no, you're good. No, no, sorry, my bad. Uh, Seattle, Rams. I was actually um, uh, my buddy Ben Solak, friend of the pod, Ben Solak. He's been on the pod, I think. Um, he, uh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely been on the pod. He, um. He, I'm going to chat with him, and he was like, I'm going to grab Seahawks minus uh, six and a half. I was like, oh, yeah, I love that. I was, We were talking about that on the pod with Breach on Sunday. Like, grab the Seahawks now because that line, it was four and a half. That line's going to go up. And I, I went and looked, and I had a five. I was like, oh, yeah, I got five. And I clicked five, and it goes, and it goes Seahawks minus seven. And then I was like, wait, what? So I got some Seahawks minus seven, and then it was Seahawks minus eight within like a few minutes. The reason why, Aaron Donald suddenly has – a high ankle sprain. Uh, it's back down to seven. Those, those, those ones that creep up on you like four hours after the game type of injury? Yeah, it's. I don't think we heard about Aaron Donald's high ankle sprain. Um, that leads me to believe that obviously like Aaron Donald's not just going to sit if he's healthy. Um, but like Cooper, Allen Robinson's out for the year now. Aaron Donald, if he has a high ankle sprain, he should be he should miss the next I don't know four to six weeks. Wow, what, a, what convenient timing! Um, Matthew Stafford has no business, no business coming back on the field. Cooper, you cannot bring Cooper Cup back. Like you should really shut down Jalen Ramsey. Give Jalen Ramsey a high ankle sprain too. Um, it's a it's a huge line on the road. I believe that there was some talk of like oh no no that's the chart. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a it's a huge game. It's a division game. It's on the road. It means a ton for the Seahawks. Doesn't mean anything for the Rams. Except for like they're helping Detroit out with a better pick, really. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to lay like ten here, but I'm fine laying seven. And I think that if we, when we see the first injury report for the Rams on Wednesday, and that you're going to see a huge list of guys who are either out or questionable or doubtful, and I think that it is in the Rams' best interest, Sully, to sit everybody and to just just wave the white flag on the season. Like you know, you're going to try. Everybody's going to try, but just don't put anybody of 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 importance out there because. If you tear an eight, if like you bring Cooper, you rush Cooper cutback, he tears his ACL and he has to miss half of next year. 
you're going to feel really stupid. Right. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think when we see this injury report, it is going to effectively be a white flag that says, okay, we're going to kind of mail it in here. We are too banged up. We're too far out of it to even really think about putting not even not even putting a competitive team in, in on the field it's we don't want to put these pillars to what was a Super Bowl champion a year ago and what we hope to be a more productive team in 2023 in harm's way of that and like you were saying with Cooper Cup Matt Stafford any one of those guys but even still just looking at them throughout this season they're one in five against the spread at home it's mm-hmm. it's the top, it's the second worst ATS record at home this season with any team and Seattle they you know they lost they lost last week they're trying to get things back in order and they're trying to get themselves firmly in the playoff picture I would love taking this at seven I, I would be a little bit nervous if this thing creep, creeps up the double digits but as long as it stays within that realm I'm very comfortable taking that I am with you as well seven I mean you prefer six and a half but sure like the Ram- I mean, no Aaron Donald is going to make life a lot easier for Geno Smith. You have multiple wide receivers who can do damage for the Seahawks, so it's not like Jalen Ramsey can just lock down DK Metcalf. And not only that, you look at what on the, you know, we're talking obviously about the big pillars with Stafford and Cup and Donald, but even like Allen Robinson's gone now for the year. And, you know, you just- the ball. It's Van Jefferson is there at number one. Like it, you're talking about Skoranek, you're talking Van Jefferson, Tutu, Wale. All from uh, uh, Bryce Perkins. Like, way, I thought it looked like a lot better than he should have in that situation against yeah. the Chiefs on the road. Um, you know, given everything that was going on, but at the same time, like I mean, come on, it's, it's this is a a, a a a like this is. I don't. I don't think the line. We saw the line come back a little bit. I still see it at. Uh, Trying to make sure it's at seven everywhere. Yeah, I see a seven and a half. I don't mind the under uh, Rams team total under two. I just don't think I think they're going to have a lot of trouble scoring points. I mean, the the seven they scored against the the Chiefs was uh, really in garbage time. All right, one more game we want to talk about that involves um, potential line moves. Cleveland, Houston, expanding. Uh, we have currently at Caesars. The Cleveland Browns are minus seven, a total of 47. That is a robust total. Obviously, this is the Deshaun Watson return. I mean, we talked about this a, a little bit, so we don't have to um, on the on the, uh, uh, the the press coverage show on Monday, so we don't have to spend a ton of time on this. It's obviously, uh, you know, it's a, it's a morally complex, I don't know if it's complex, but it's a, it's a, it's a unique situation, Sully. Uh, Deshaun Watson going back to his hometown, or not his hometown, excuse me, his, his old team, playing them on the road. They are very bad. Um, like I said, that total is really high. I think I don't think the spread, I think the spread's too short still. Seven, if seven is like, to me, a we aren't sure if Watson will be good, but as you pointed out on Monday, he's had time to practice with the team. Like, he... I think I think he comes in and, and tries to. I think they try to show him off a little bit, um, if if only to make your your bosses happy with you know the has make the Haslam's happy. Yeah, see, I I think for me the under is the play here at forty seven. You look at what the game was last week with Houston and Miami. I mean, Miami had their absolute way with this defense and route to thirty points, and they shut him out for the first half. The t- the Texans and so. Those 15 points were in garbage time, and even still, you're going under that total. So when you have an absolute dominant performance by one team, and even when they were creeping back in garbage time, we're still under this number last week. And as much as we're saying that Watson could show out, I, I would say 30 points is roughly showing out, right? I mean, that's... Do you, do you know, um, 
Do you know how many total net yards the uh, the Texans had on in the first half? I just looked it up in the game book. It's pretty amazing. Was it better or worse than the Colts? Seventy something. Uh, it, was, last it was much worse. Thirty two. Yeah, on twenty five plays. That is not great. Quick math. One point two eight yards per play. That is unbelievably horrendous. Yeah. Again, it comes back to just teams keying on their backfield, which, you know, Damian Pierce for a minute there was their best option offensively. You had to run them five times last week for, you know, eight yards. It's obviously seven is what the the book shows. I mean, yeah, it's they don't they don't have any. I mean. Yeah, oh no, sorry, no, no, sorry, five times in the whole game, four for right, seven. Right, right, right. I was like, in the game book, I was like, wow, Keenan or Kyle Allen only threw 16 times. Um, they didn't convert it. They're, they're really bad. The Dolphins could have like been up 45 nothing, honestly. I mean, they, they they threw, they put the, they put the starters away and, and they pretty much mailed this in. When Ter- Teron Armstead strained his peck and Jeff Wilson got banged up and they yanked everybody out of there, like, all right, we're up 30 nothing. Our defense can handle this. Um, so I yeah. don't think Cleveland's going to do that, obviously, but. I don't think that they have the capability that the offensive firepower that they that the Dolphins do, right. even with even if Deshaun Watson yeah, is pushing on all cylinders. It's just an unknown, yeah. Right. Um, and so we saw him a little bit shaky again. You gotta remember too, as much as we're saying how talented he is, he hasn't played football in such a long time. An actual game. And so that is going to impact this. That's why I think that spread as in the in the total here is a little bit kind of I think they tell the same story that, like you were saying, the seven is saying that we think Watson can go off, but we're not entirely sure. Which to me screams, let's just take the under. Let's not even deal with that. All right, uh, there you go. And if Watson stinks, then you're under. It looks even better. I'm uh, just sort of monitoring. Nothing, nothing moved. We got four and forty-three and a half for the Bears and the Packers. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, some stinky cheese. What what cheese smells the worst? Next. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. It's not actual. It's not an actual cheese podcast, by the way. Although we, we, we weren't going to swap charcuterie designs. I'm a big cheese guy myself, Sully. I don't know about you. Oh uh, yeah, I'm making it. Yeah, I'm a we big. Had, like, we had a bunch of cheese boards going at Thanksgiving. It was it was quite the time. Oh, well, lovely. Um, I'm I'm such a cheese guy that uh, did I tell you about how the I got to my house, my parents' house one time, like just like a few months ago, and I, like my mom always keeps like. She just keeps like some gouda in there, and like you know, she some some, some Havarti, like you know, white cheddar. Uh, you know, it's a nice like cracker cheeses, and I when I oh you, know, you get there and you're hungry, you need a snack. Uh, she's got some like you know, rosemary, like cars water cra- crackers, you know, like a good nice, you know. I'm there for it. Yeah, uh, and so I'm uh, so I was like, ooh, you know, nobody was there, and uh, Robbie and I got there, and uh, I was like, I'm gonna get a snack, buddy. You want one? He's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna get some. I open up the I open up the fridge. I pull up in the like the drawer where the cheeses are. And there is a thing of cheese with a sticky note on it that says, do not eat this cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, she got home. I was like, that note was for me, right? She was like, uh, yeah, that note was for you, cheese guy. Now, be and, honest. Did you look at that note, crinkle it up and throw it away? Or did no, you abide no, no, by no, no. it? I knew, that, I knew that my mom would not, Ann Brinson would not do that unless it was a, <laughs> that cheese was specifically designed for some sort of uh, usage. And indeed, she had like, I think she was taking it to a bridge thing, which Boy, am I being uh, utterly like maximum Caucasian here? <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> let's see how. Let's see. Let's find out if 
Eric Cage listens to this, this show. The New York Jets and the Minnesota line is a little weird. The Jet, the Jet, the Vikings, the Vikings and the Jets line to me is a little weird. If only from a historical standpoint, the Vikings are minus three, and I'm not suggesting that I'm not trying to suggest that we hammer the Vikings because of this. But I was just curious, like, all right, it's week thirteen. When was the last time that the Jets were a three point or less underdog on the road, like in December? Or you know, after week after week ten, against a, a team that's five hundred or better, uh, I looked it up. Actually, look at me doing a little research, and I the answer is technically two thousand and nineteen, uh, but it was week seventeen at the Bills when the Bills had pulled everybody. So I took that out okay. and I refined the search. And I said, all right, weeks ten since two thousand, weeks ten through week sixteen. Jets on the road, three-point dog or shorter against a uh, team that was about 500 four times since 2000. The last one, 2015, uh, week 11 at Houston, they were minus three, which I don't remember what they were doing in 2015. I think that was Todd Bowles. Uh, They did not cover. They actually lost. Okay. Before that, it was uh, Monday Night Football. Week 12, 2014, against at the Bills, they lost 38 to 3. Before that, uh, at Chicago in week 16, they lost 38 34. They did not cover any of those three games. The last time they covered as in this spot, and I'm not suggesting that this is indicative of what they will do on Sunday against Minnesota, just I think it's interesting. The last time they covered in this particular uh, specific set of circumstances was when Tony Dungy in 2009 pulled all his players, including Peyton Manning. Um, after uh after after they so that they had a, they were trying to go for the perfect season jeff saturday actually got pissed about it and and spoke out publicly about it claiming like he was mad that dungy pulled his guys it was like they were losing to the jets uh it was a good decent jets team right went to the afc championship game yep. pulled all their players and the jets ended up winning 29 15 so um i don't know just that's a little it's a betting trend show so that's like a trend right yeah yeah it's a full of fun fact if anything yes yeah i and and uh Oh yeah, pre- they also had a KC game too, but I don't I can't find out. Anyway, needless um, to say, the Jets have not been that good of a football team for a while, and now all of a sudden they might be decent. Right. So I guess the question is, does is that like it, maybe this line should have been on the stinky cheese line? Like, is it, why shouldn't the Vikings be more than minus three? Is this excuse me, if Zach Wilson? It's like five. So I think the question is. How much stock are you putting in Mike White in in that performance that we saw last week against Mike White, Mike White is actually my mom's bridge club. Oh, nice! There you go. <laughs> is that the cheese spread too? Like, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike White loves charcuterie. But also, how much stock do you put into what that Vikings defense looked like on Thanksgiving? Because you know, I'm up here in New England. I, I'm watching the Patriots very intently. They have not been a good football team we offensively this season. We, we, this show last week, we previewed it. And I said, I like the Patriots. You're like, you're an insane person. They stink on offense. Because everything we've seen so far, they stink, except for on Thanksgiving. It looked like they were like high-flying offense. It looked like the greatest show on turf for a second. Yeah. And so how much, how, much of, how much of that was New England clicking for whatever reason, or are there some fundamental issues with Minnesota in the secondary, specifically deep? And so if you're looking at how Mike White played last week, he was completing uh, you know, a bunch of deep passes to Garrett Wilson and, and a bunch of other different receivers. Could this be a weakness for, for the Minnesota Vikings? And, and is this a kind of a one of those situations where maybe you can kind of nip them a little bit? I, I don't know. 
but maybe yeah, that's what we're looking at. Uh, it's like the sixth highest total on the board, which is, you know, for the Jets and the Vikings, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not robust. Maybe it's like right there with um, like outside of the, uh, you know, you have the, the Chargers and the Raiders and the Chiefs and the Bengals, which are no brainer 50 plus point totals. Uh, Jaguars Lions also above 50. Uh, some really high totals actually this week. Browns and Texans 47. Uh, and then you have this one that's at 45 and a half. Like, I don't think it's crazy that this game kind of turns into a shootout. It's possible, but I mean, this Jets defense is no joke. They are insane. Fourth in points per game, third in yards per play, second in EPA per game. They, they grade, you know, top of the league in terms of pro football focus. They have been able to, I mean, their defense is why they are where they're at, obviously. I mean, they, they're going through the quarterback situation with Zach Wilson, and they're maybe starting to figure it out with Mike White. That was the only issue with this team right now. Everything else, we've talked about it a bunch. They've kind of blossomed early. They have the pieces ready to go. It's just been that quarterback spot. So if all of a sudden they're getting, and again, Mike White, I'm not expecting him to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns every single week, but if they get average quarterback play that doesn't shoot them in the foot, they're going to be in all of these games because hey, of that defense. You know who's going to run run hot this weekend? Bam Knight, Zonovan Knight, my guy from NC State. Okay. Great landing spot for him. Perfect fit in this offense. I actually have an offensive rookie of the year ticket on him. I mean, I'm not expecting it to cash, but like if, if he's just the primary back for the Jets somehow for the rest of the season, like who the hell knows? Um, it, it's a great offensive scheme for him. He's a fantastic, explosive one-cut runner. Uh, I think he'll see plenty of carries against this Minnesota defense. By the way, Sauce Gardner, PFF's highest-graded cornerback and has the lowest completion percentage allowed, 41.1%. As a primary defender in coverage this season, minimum 50 attempts. The three best wide receivers to face the Jets this year, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and Jamar Chase, combined for 18 catches for 169 yards and one touchdown. Note that Skylar Thompson started for the Dolphins against the Jets. Um Tough spot for Justin Jefferson against Sauce Gardner. Will be very interesting to see how he how he performs because he hasn't. Nobody's been able to slow him down so far uh, this year. All right. Next up, finally, I think finally. Oh yeah, Washington, New York. It's pretty insane to see a seven and four team in Week Thirteen as a two and a half point home underdog against a division rival. Yes. Yes. Very much so. But the, I mean. But that obviously doesn't tell the whole story. I mean, this New York Giants team has kind of been turning into a little bit of a pumpkin. Obviously, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. And on the other side, Washington has actually been good. Six of their last seven they've won, and their defense has been winning them games. Obviously, Taylor Heineke stabilized things. It's, it's very similar to what I was saying with, with New York. It, it, as long as they're getting stable quarterback play, not necessarily have to you know be Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, just kind of manage it and don't turn the ball over, you're going to be in a lot of these games. And you saw last week, you can if you have a good defense, you can make plays and win the football game for you, which is what they did against Atlanta at the goal line. Uh, Washington is on its by next week, I believe. Is that right? I think this oh, is what, sure. Yes. Um, I'm just confirming that it's that is correct. I don't trust. Again, uh, I don't trust. Well, trust the shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, week 14 is their by. Uh, Larry Hartstein had a uh, – our pal Larry Hartstein, friend of the pod – and uh, who goes to great work at Sportsline had a tweet with the Cardinals and the Panthers covering in week 12. NFL teams this season improved to 19 and five against the spread and 17 and seven straight up the week before their bye. Mm. That's a, that's a really interesting betting trend. I mean, I don't know if it's predictive, but I mean, I do think there is possibly something where it's like these teams know, I mean, you know, you got your bye coming up. You, you, you're, you're, 
you know, it's like a look ahead, like, all right, let's go. You know, like you like, let's like, especially with a team that um, they're going to face back to back weeks now. I mean, when they they're uh, sandwiching the buy around New York. Well, and the Giants do not have their buy. Like if you're Washington and you're Ron Rivera and you look at this game, you say, listen, we if we go take care of business against this team. We get to control. We are at home hosting them again, which we almost you beat you sweep the Giants. You almost guarantee you're in the playoffs. You're like if we if we and we get a break in between the week to figure out what we did right, what we did wrong, and to and to correct some stuff and then to emphasize some stuff. Whereas the Giants have to go, um, we have to play the Eagles at home. Oh man, I mean this is a I kind of I kind of like the uh, I kind of like Washington. I think. Well, let me tell you this too. You know, just to give you another trend that may swing it the other way. Home underdogs this season are 41, 29, and two. That's a 59% cover percentage. That's on pace to be the best in the league since 1989. Wow. Mm. All right. Finally, as we got to get to America, which afternoon line? I got picked out three afternoon lines that I thought were kind of stinky. The forty the 40, 49ers minus three and a half against the Dolphins. And I wrote Dolphins plus three and a half because it's like the Dolphins are great. This is a revenge or like a big get revenge spot or you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, for Mike McDaniel. Um, and the Dolphins are catching three and a half. Interesting. The Chiefs minus two and a half at the Bengals. Bengals are hot. Beat the Chiefs in the playoffs last year, beat the Chiefs in the regular season last year. And the Chargers minus two at the Raiders. That one's not stinky. That one's like too short. Like really, the Chargers? Like didn't the, are the Chargers good? That's the one that concerns me the most because everything about the Raiders this season has gone downhill, except for Josh Jacobs. Obviously, we ran insane last week, but they are not a good football team this year right now. The Chargers, they are the more impressive team. I feel like they have the more stable offense. I don't know. That feels that feels a little weird that I'm only laying two there. I feel I'd feel a lot more confident going there. And so you know, the other ones I can kind of talk uh, talk myself into. I mean, the Miami situation, I'm a little bit concerned with because of Teron Armstead. Is he for sure out? I, I think he like I think he's for I sure. I think he's out. For I sure. think he's out for this week. Yeah. You know, that's no small thing. But then on the other side too, they're going to manage knee irritation for Christian McCaffrey. Elijah Mitchell is going to be out. You know, those are two key pillars to each offense. That makes me, I don't know how that's going to, you know, I think, that, I think the Armstead thing is, is bigger than is, 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 I think the Armstead thing is huge. Like, yeah. I don't think that we fully realize, you know, you're talking about, um, not, no, not blindside is to his lefty, but like, if, if Armstead is out and like, how much does it impact the running game? Also, I, you know, I tend to think too that like, I Mike McDaniel's a great coach, and I think he's. I, I, I'm all in on Mike McDaniel. There's nothing to get me out on him. But you know, Kyle Shanahan, you know, first time back going to San Francisco, a lot of. I mean, it's, it, that's a lot of uh, stuff to manage emotionally, psychologically, et cetera. And Kyle Shanahan is, knows what you're going to want to do. You know, like you know, you you might know what Kyle wants to do, but he really know. You know, you're going back to the guy you worked for. I, I, I think. Isn't that the whole McVeigh thing? You know, it's it kind of falls under that similar pre- yeah, premise. I mean, we see it. Um, we, I think we see it with like with all the time. Like the it's it's hard to beat your mentor, and so 
I, I would probably lean towards the 49ers here. I, I think this line is begging. I don't know if the, the Vegas does this as much anymore, like begging you to take the Dolphins. But I think most people are going to look at it and say, give me the three and a half of the Dolphins. And I think for, San Francisco could like secretly romp them. Well, especially with that 30-point just flex where they're you know putting their stars away towards the tail end of that second half. I, I do think that that, is, that hook is going to entice a lot of people yes. to take the Dolphins. And, and to me, yeah, I'm with you with the 49ers. And not only is it Armstead, but this defense has not played well. I shouldn't say well, but they've played the, the, worse I, on the road. I, the 49ers can be able to score in the Dolphins. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins can score in the 49ers, but I don't know how much. The 49ers defense is elite. Yeah. Um, all right. And then Casey, it's it's Cincy. I mean, I, I'm going to take the Bengals, but I wouldn't be shocked if Mahomes went in there and won. I mean, right. I mean, if, if yeah, if he's I think, be a, I think I think that's a close scoring shootout. You can't you can't talk me into it not being a high scoring game. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you that much. And neither team should be able to run all of that well. Well, because it's trending that Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon will be back for this week. I'm I'm like eighty percent sure that, that that was the latest report that I read. And so you know that team's I mean, cooking up. You're saving him for the Chiefs. Like all right, just take right, one more exactly. Week. We got this. Take one more week. Get right. So they're going to be firing on all cylinders offensively. This is a spot that I think Joe Burrow loves playing in. And also, obviously, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you could put him in on the moon and he'd still be able to find a few few touchdowns. Well, it, it just, it, it just, I mean, the total here is, is the highest total on the board by far, 52 and a half. The next closest is, uh, I guess, Lions. Like, Jaguars, Lions, what the hell? Um, I think I think we see a ton of points in this one. I'd lean towards the over and probably since see if I had to pick anything in that game. All right. That'll do it. Go America. Go us. Go Sully. Go Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Go pick six pod. See you guys later.